Welcome everybody to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about The Book of Boba Fett has dropped. Oh my god. We've been looking forward to a new Star Wars property for a while now. We haven't had anything to really sink our teeth into in regards to Star Wars. But uh, luckily for me, I'm here with uh, Dot Chris. Oh yeah, dude. Pumped about it. Pumped about Boba. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Maggie the Bucky Sergio. Guys, the book of Boba Fett dropped on Disney Plus in the first episode. I, I thought was, was was pretty good. Slow burn, slow burn, but yeah. I, I enjoyed the pace. You know, they uh, they they showed us his origin story. They showed us how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, which we all know. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, obviously you know. But for those who need a refresher, you're like, wait a minute, I saw him in the Mandalorian. How is he back? Wasn't he dead yeah. in in the actual movies? Well. What had happened was when, uh, <laughs> you know, when Han Solo accidentally hit his jetpack and he got flown into the, the Sarlacc, he was down there, but he survived. And in this episode, they showed us how he survived and how he got out and his adventures uh, afterwards coming into the new uh, Star Wars universe. And I got to say, John Favreau is just saving Star Wars. I, I got to say, he's he's just saving Star Wars, boy. Like, he's out here with his <laughs> cape, with, with the S on his chest, with a big bulletproof, you know, like S on his chest being like, I got you. Boys, girls, NBs, everybody, all in between. Everybody, I got you all. For those of you who love Star Wars, I got y'all. Don't worry about it. I mean, Chris, you saw the first episode. What did you think? Dude, well, first of all, not just Favreau, but he's got Filoni by his side. And Filoni, I know, again, we go over this every time. You're not into the animated stuff. But goddamn, does Filoni know how to weave a story? And he knows what he's doing. So it's the Filoni, like, back, like, text that is, like, the true Star Wars canon mixed with like John Favreau is like this is how we're going to weave the story together this is how we're going to present it visually and it's wonderful uh, on top of this heading this project uh, as far as like the executive director uh, is Robert Rodriguez who is also yes. amazing he's the one who directed that sick Boba Fett episode uh, back in Mando season two that was great. The episode, episode where yeah. uh, uh, Grogu was sitting up on the rock and he had to commune with the Force, and then there was like horde mode, <laughs> like video game horde mode. Oh that my happened, god! And they had to like defend him. <laughs> Dude, talk about taking a character and expanding and just like totally owning it, making your own. I, I, like uh, Tamara Mar Morrison, like really digging into his New Zealand roots and bringing that that feel. Um, to that character and again I, I full credit to again robert rodriguez john favreau dave filoni for leaning into that and letting him make the character his own um because that whole thing ruled um i was definitely pumped that we saw the sarlacc stuff uh in this episode they kind of showed it we're getting these flashbacks seeing what happens because for people who don't know and haven't like read stuff before like they were like why is he out he i thought he fell into the pit what happened it's a little different than in the legends books the legends books they they had him uh basically pretty much what happened but he, when he got out he wasn't taken by jawas and sand people but uh by uh dengar the other uh the other bounty hunter found him and kind of nursed him back to health um a little bit different, but that stuff's not canon anymore. I'm totally cool with him hanging out with Sand People. I love that they weave that in uh, in, Man in Mando Season 2. He was hanging out with the Sand People. So, yeah, show us how we get there. Show us how we get there from going from prisoner to just, like, owning the friggin' desert. Dude, and he, man, to Tamar Morrison has such a presence about him. Like, when he's acting on screen and when he's saying his lines, you're like, God damn. Like, he, it, like, Tamar Morrison, like, is a badass in real life, right? Like, he, like, he, you, you can't just play that. You gotta be that guy. And in here, yeah. he's, he's that guy. And I, I really enjoyed this episode, especially, like, I've been seeing a lot of complaints 
online about people saying how it moved kind of slow. It's like, what did y'all expect? Like for it to be just, just you know, like laser guns and missiles, like every <laughs> single second of the episode. Yeah. Like, come on, y'all. We need some story building. We need some plot lines. We need some characters. I mean, Quentin Tarantino movies are one of my favorite movies, but and the things that I like about them are the dialogue. It, you know, the action is is a plus, and everything is a plus. But like, it's really the dialogue. I mean, it, it, any Quentin Tarantino movie that can be quoted is quoted because it's written very well. And you have, you know, like Favreau and, and Filoni here uh, doing a really good job. And I love that Rob, directed by Robert Rodriguez. It's like, okay, we got, he got his boy. Yeah. <laughs> he got his boy back. You know, and I'm sure he was stoked about that. They're like, yo, do you want to direct the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett? He must have been like, yeah, let's go. When he directed like Desperado and all that jazz, like he uh, and El Mariachi, like he did that just by with a single camera, just hitting record, saying, say your line. And then stopping record and moving, then pointing the camera at the next person. Really? Like the way he shoots stuff. Yeah, he does. He does everything in the moment so that there's very little editing. So by the the post that happens with a Robert Rodriguez movie is very minimal because for the most part, he's almost editing as it goes along. And that's why that's what's crazy about that storyboard and how the storyboard that he did for that episode was pretty much exactly what we saw just with more bells and whistles because he's got everything planned out. He's that detail oriented and he's skillful enough with a camera to pull it off. Yeah. Cause of the way that this thing is shot and directed, it's so good. It's, it's, it, it looks like a movie. It, it looks and it's shot like, like a movie and you can, Absolutely. See, you can see the quality and the buzz. And I love that we're, we're getting all these shows in here now, man. Like it, it's, it's better to have this as a show than a movie. I've had more fun watching Star Wars TV shows than I have watching movies, with the exception of Rogue One, which was amazing. Um, You know, I had fun with Solo, but like, okay. And then obviously the Rise of Skywalker debacle. We can go back and forth about that all the time. Um, But uh, just between what we saw with uh, even the Clone Wars final season was absolutely incredible. Um, Mando season one and two. Amazing. And now we're getting this. yeah, I'm I'm all about it. And you know what? People complaining about that this episode moves slow. Like, I I'm cool with it because like, do we really want a show that is exactly like the Mandalorian when we already have the Mandalorian? Like, you don't want two Mandalorian shows because then like, why is it two separate things? Exactly. I'm good with a slower burn, especially since we have Boba Fett trying to take the throne of being like the mob boss of tattooing and not like he's doing a different thing. He's being a mob boss in that spot. He's not running around doing fetch quests for, for other people. <laughs> Video game fetch quests for, for other, <laughs> for other bosses and other, <laughs> other, other lead tentpole characters. So Boba Fett has come back. He's killed, uh, you know, like Jabba the Hutt's dead, killed by uh, Princess Bib Leia. Fortuna. And, and, you know, the, uh, Bib Fortuna, his, uh, his, his right hand from back in the day who assumed Jabba's role, uh, is, it was killed by him at the end of the Mandalorian. And now it's him. He's assumed the uh, the role of Danyo. But yeah, Boba Fett sitting there on Jabba's throne. It, it just looks so good. Like he looks like a badass. And and but he, here is my one caveat with the, this show that I kind of don't like. They they try to Disneyfy him. And what I mean by that is uh, there is a behind the scenes short featurette on the Star Wars channel uh, where they talk about how you know like fans and people coming into this will like Boba Fett. And now she's like, hmm, so the tone they're setting is that they want you to like him. And I'm kind of just like, well, I hope some of that doesn't... It, it, to, to me right now, it seems like 
we know Bubba Fett is a badass. We know Tamir Morrison is a badass. We know that he kicks ass. But him trying to be like uh, too much of a nice ruler and not taking on some of Jabba's rules. I would have liked if he took on some of Jabba's rules. It's not. It doesn't work for him. And then he's just like, okay, I'm doing this my way. Him doing it his own way off the bat kind of does make him look soft. Like whenever, uh, you know, Master Assassin Fennec Shan, you know, played by Ming-Na Wen, who is Mulan. Yes. <laughs> Mulan! <laughs> Dude, I love her. She, she, she's great. She was also the cavalry in, uh, in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. A lot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you see her post? The, yeah. uh, this week about how uh, on the the Disney Plus app because you can choose an avatar and so they have now added uh, you know Boba Fett and and Fennec Shand on there so she's like hmm do I set it as Fennec Shand or Mulan which one do I do this week? <laughs> yeah. that's tight that's a, that's a <laughs> that's a Rules. good problem to have yo like that that's also a flex being like yo do I set it as this badass character that I played or this other badass character that I played that is a flex and a half and that, that's that's actually dope. <laughs> When I uh, uh, she she was at at New York Comic Con one year, uh, and and I, I just missed the, the the panel for Agents of Shield. Thank God, because I didn't even care for that show. I was coming up to 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 the Marvel booth, and she and the rest of the cast were were, were leaving, and people were waving at them, and, she, and they're all waving back and stuff like that. I was like Milan, Milan, and she was just like, hey. <laughs> hell I was yeah. Like, Yo. It was like, and people were looking like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> That was hilarious. And this one girl in front of me was just like, wait, that's Mulan? I'm like, yeah, that's Ming-Na Wen. That's the voice of Mulan. She's like, oh, Mulan! Hell yeah. <laughs> it was Dude, so even if you didn't like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know what she did in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? She kicked ass in Agents she of S.H.I.E.L.D. She just destroys every role that she has. I, I like how she's being a really good right hand. She's just like, yo, a lot of this would go smoother if you just accept some of Jabba's ways. You know, She's like, yo, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. Don't do that. And Boba Fett's like, I don't know. Let's let's just do it my way. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, she's giving you the secret sauce. So I would have liked to see him <laughs> take on some of those things right off the bat and then be like, all right, this is not working. Mm -hmm. Let me kind of finagle some of these things as 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 my way. Because at, at first, I don't know, he seems kind of soft on Tatooine. He seems kind of like, oh, I don't want to do it this way. Oh, I don't want to do it that way. And it's just like, bro, they're going to walk all over you. And, and, and sure enough, some assassins get sent to yeah. kill him. They're like, yo, we heard you was soft, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the friggin' the, the bar owner who is like, okay, sure. Yep, you'll yeah. be nice. Okay, all right, let's see what happens. <laughs> Immediately jump by assassins. Yeah, imme immediately. immediately. Yeah, I, I love that too, how like, how like everyone came to pay tribute and then yeah. uh, <laughs> everyone came to pay tribute and then uh, the, the, the mayor's uh, envoy was just like, uh, so the mayor knows that you're here and knows, oh, by the way, that guy's from Veep and he's such a great actor. He's like, yeah, so the mayor knows that you're here and he knows that you're in charge and uh, I, I extend my, you know, he extends his, you know, like, uh, you know, platitudes or whatever, whatnot. And it's just like, wait, what? Uh, okay, but where, where is your tribute? You know, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, uh, the mayor sends their, you know, heartfelt, warm openings like, OK, but where's a tribute? Oh, they're extending the, the, the warm, you know, whatever. And it's just like, OK, uh, I'm the gangster. You're supposed to pay me. <laughs> like, what are you what are you doing? Dude, it was it was it was it was so funny. But but yeah, like him going around like checking the different places, you know, like uh and I love that he pointed out that that Jabba the Hutt rule Jabba ruled with fear. I plan to rule with respect. Yeah, but at the same time, if you don't have a staunch grip and tattooing, they're gonna walk all over you and they already sent people to kill you. Like uh, that was crazy. <laughs> already they're they're trying to snipe him out. And uh that the, the, that fight scene was interesting. You get you got like the these shields that deflected his blast. They're like they came ready for him. 
they came ready for him. Like, yo, we're, we're, we're about to fight Amando. You know, he's he's armed to the teeth. We, we got to bring something to take him on with. And I came in to see who sent that, probably the mayor, and uh, and who's behind it. Uh, one thing I do love about the whole scene is that at the end credits where you see the concept art and how cool they were supposed to look and then what we got, like some like weird Mortal Kombat looking. Like they look like ninjas. I was like, why do they look like ninjas? Weird. What the, <laughs> what the hell? Oh my God. Uh, it also needs to be said that this isn't taking place in Moss Isley. This is taking place in Moss Espa, uh, which if I'm not mistaken, was what where they were at in uh, Phantom Menace, which means... If Boba Fett is ruling, hanging out by Moss Espa, they better freaking bring back pod racing. Yo. Listen, if I don't see any pod racing, it could even just be a pod racer flying by real quick. If I don't see one pod racer, I'm out. Bro, let me get, bro, let me get the pod racing. Let me get Sabalba, because, like, he's an alien, so he could be around now. You know, we, yeah. we, like, we, we, we don't know that their ages or whatever. So let me hear his pod come by. Let me hear that. Let me hear that that, that that iconic pod racing Sabalba sound. Let me hear that engine come back. Let me get that. Come on, let's go. That'll be Say sick. what you will about episode one. It gave us pod racing. It gave us Darth Maul. It gave us that soundtrack. All Bro. three of those things freaking rule. Absolutely. Uh, so, so Chris, uh, book, book, book of Boba Fett. Um, some other mm-hmm. standout moments here. Um and then we're, then we're going to get into to, to Matrix 4. Uh, so, so Book of Boba Fett also shows us his relationship with the Sand People. Because when you see him in, in Mando, he's, uh, he's among them. He's kind of dressing like them. He has their garb and everything. I love the redesign of this tribe of Sand People where they're wearing mm-hmm. black and these cool-ass outfits. And you got this one who's like this like warrior who's got like these like, 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 like long like dreadlock-looking things and is great with, uh, with, with their staff and everything. I was like, yo, this is sick. I, I, like, I like this little redesign some of them like look like say, say, uh you know uh uh tuscan reader classic um but i like the fact that you know he broke out of the starlight pit and then the job the job was just, like robbed him dude wasted no time <laughs> they freaking jumped him in the back alley of tatooine took all the stuff and just left him there oh my god what, what do you think of the other the story that we get with like him and the relationship of the same people like the, they take him we, we see them running in line with the banthas like him being taken in and the kids and everything what, what do you think about that whole story I, I thought it was very well told especially that it wasn't it wasn't narrated they were showing us not telling us that's how you gotta yeah. do movies and tv shows everybody out there show don't tell. Whenever you tell an audience, it's boring, it's washed, it doesn't work. This is the sauce. John Favreau, this is the sauce that we needed. <laughs> it wasn't narrated. They showed us. Oh, man, Kurt Chris, so what did you think of that, that whole storyline? I'm into it. It's, it, it's, they have to, they have to show us how we got from him into the Sarlacc pit to joining the Tuscan Ra- Raiders and being a part of them and a part of their community and kind of reclaiming, um, his armor as we saw in the beginning of uh, Mandalorian season two. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I want to see more. It was, you know, pretty good story, pretty run the mill captor uh, or captive rather uh, proving his worth to his captors and, and becoming accepted. Uh, I do hope we do see some more of that. Um, I'm totally okay with the story being a little slower on this one. Again, um, we know, we know the character, we know the character a bit based off of, where we've seen him in other properties and um yeah i'm i'm for it uh i will say the one thing that bugged me about that storyline is the design of that sand monster that pops out of the uh that pops out of the sand <laughs> well, like, like, came out of like mortal combat or something. 
food. It was yeah, like gore. It was basically like a goro goro centaur. He's like a gortor or something like that. A gortor. But, uh, but like Star Wars does such a good job of designing their creatures so that they are all very different from each other, um, and they don't just look like people. Uh, it's like yeah. in some cases they look like people, but it like feels justified. But like, why is a creature that lives in the desert? gonna just look like a person it kind of yeah yeah i, I, like, I bumped on it a bit yeah it's yeah i i got that vibe too it's like like kind of humanoid the way it up i mean yeah. it's sort of built kind of like a centaur you know it's kind of like buffy it looks like it came from buffy the vampire slayer more than it came <laughs> from star wars to be perfectly honest yeah yeah why isn't it more like like creature like it's more like a centaur yeah. you know almost like like humanoid like the, the way it's built and everything you know like i was just like hmm that's interesting because like when, Dude, when his thought, arm was in the sand i was like ooh, got a little i thought little it was gonna be a cry dragon when we saw that arm i was like oh same i was like oh man yeah like, like <laughs> arresting uh like dune worm with arms yeah. <laughs> that's essentially what they are it's Amazing, all dune um but but yeah, uh, I, I thought that whole sequence is interesting. Where you know he do, like uh, he has to like save the little uh, like Tuscan Raider like like baby yeah. Tuscan Raider babies. Um, from, like, like this whole sort of he's just like trapped there with them. Like he's 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 her slave, and he has to like like dig for these gourds that have water in them. I thought that was, that was yeah. pretty unique. And then he 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 saves the kid, come back to the trap, and they're like, "All right, you can hang with us." <laughs> you, you, so you, did the kid did the kid try to steal his thunder at the end? There, that's what it looked like. He was like, "That's what it looked like." like I, did, I, did, I, did, I did, I did. It was me. I got the hit. Look, look what I did. And they're just like, "Hmm, I'm so proud of you." But they're like, they knew it was him. <laughs> oh, they knew. They handed him the coffee, like like in the like in an office building or something like here. <laughs> like, I got this great. He's like, you, you earned this. All right, sick. That was great. Yeah, I got, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, like all the adults, do, it's like they, they're playing around with the kid. Oh, that's so great. You're gonna be a great oh, Tuscan yeah. when you go. No, we know it was you. We know it was you. No, no, thank you, thank you for that. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you saved our youngling. Thank, thank you so much. You know, and then and then cut to uh, you know when uh, <laughs> cut back to when Anakin was slowing them all. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think good start to an episode. Everybody was saying it was too slow. Calm down, relax. Like we, this is the first episode, guys. Yeah, it's the first seven, episode, I believe. Of seven. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, this could be twelve. Like it, it could be like already. I want more. <laughs> already, I want yeah. more. You know, give us a good take. Yeah. What, what do you think about people saying that they should have given us like at least like the first two or three, like they did with like uh, the other series? Nah, dude. I, like as much as it's fun to be like binge something through it builds suspense and appreciation when you get the space out week by week um anyone who has binged lost knows how much better that show is when yes. you have the mystery to think about what did i just see and what am i thinking of it's got to be you know if you want to have a show that people are talking about in a lot of cases you got to do it week to week so it's an event to watch it and to experience it, not just dump everything all at once. And some people that want that experience, well, they can hold off a couple weeks um, and they'll get that all at once. And we're talking we're only talking about seven episodes. We're not talking about like 22 episodes or something, just seven episodes, which if we're talking about like a, if Marvel shows, we're usually like six. So if we're thinking this first episode is like orienting us to where we need to be for the main story and then we get six episodes, that is the main story. I'm good with that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they're trying to avoid the whole like Netflix like series thing of having too many episodes and having filler. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think it's wild. I saw I saw some some tweets. Where people were like, you know, some of this felt like filler. I'm like, how? 
how did some of this feel like filler? Y'all are wild with your Star Wars expectations. <laughs> Absolutely out of pocket. Like it's so crazy. Like yo, like 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 as a Star Wars fan, some of y'all Star Wars fans are some neckbeards, bro. Like some of y'all just want the world. You want everything your way. It's like, hey, company, hey, Disney, hey, make it like how I want it to be. Like. Y'all, y'all need to calm down. <laughs> y'all need to calm down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just appreciate what you got. When when it starts to be bad, we'll call it out for, for being bad. But for right now, I think the pacing was good. I think the way it was shot and directed was great. I can't wait to see the next episode. Like, we're looking forward to something with Star Wars again. We're looking forward to it again. And that's something so great. I can't wait. Also, there were people who were confused that this wasn't the Mandalorian. I'm like, what? Really? There was some. Oh man, some people are ordinary people, bro. Some people are the green, the green Delorean. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Some people were. were uh, I, I saw some rumblings, and uh, even some people I know, like, wait a minute, like this isn't. Is this continuing after uh, uh, you know our guys? Like this Boba Fett. I'm like, it's different. Uh, our okay, our Mando, our man, Mando, Dinjar, he's next year. Okay, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, 2022, next year, which is soon. Uh, And this is Boba Fett. They're like, oh, okay. I thought it was Boba Fett. I mean, I thought it was uh, uh, Armando. I'm like, no, 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 no. But so far, great episode. Started off great. I think they they, they need to make him uh, a bit tougher. We'll have to see. I would have liked to, my my, my only edit is that I would like to have seen him do Jabba's way first and then be like, this isn't for me. I need to rule a different way just so we can kind of like get that feeling for it. But him right off the bat being like, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to do it like that. And I, I kind of get it because he was around for, for Jabba and all that stuff, so he already saw how it was. But for the audience, we weren't there physically for that. So I think, personally, it would have been better if we would have seen him try to adapt some of the ways, like being carried up on a, <laughs> you know, yeah. on, a, <laughs> on, a, on a thing. Uh, I forget what they call it, a, a fairy effect, a lift, a lit a lift, whatever you know, like like a royal it's like the carry shit. We know what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the royal <laughs> procession thing. You know, the whole Jabba was carried around in it and all this other stuff. And you know, when yeah. he went to that that that, that cantina, like, oh, I didn't see your uh, your, your thing. Well, I didn't. I watched my own two feet. I came right here. You know. So uh, yeah. So book of Boba Fett. Hopefully, it's going to be a, a crazy ending when it all comes down. But yep. Well, that's all the time we got for this episode. Thank you for listening, and make sure to watch our reviews on YouTube and catch our live show on Twitch. we see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.